Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. What is going on, Belly Up Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of FN Sports, the podcast for teachers grade sports' biggest issues. Today, we have a very special episode to wrap up the end of the season in Major League Baseball, as well as preview the playoffs that start this week. We will be joined by a special substitute teacher, but first, some gold stars and detentions. First gold star goes to Phil Knight and a group of alums at Oregon. Last week, Phil Knight led a group of Oregon donors in creating what's called Division Street Incorporated. Division Street is built to help Oregon student-athletes take the most advantage of the name, image, and likeness rules. The goal of the company is to help student-athletes create and monetize their individual brands, tying in with the innovation and creativity that surrounds the brand that is Oregon Athletics. The Division Street Company will prominently feature a number of Oregon alums, including none other than Chief Athlete Officer, quite a title, Chief Athlete Officer Sabrina Ionescu. Sabrina could have her own gold star here as well, but Ionescu will be an operating officer whose role is to make sure that the athletes' voices are at the center of the experience. Gold star 
to Oregon. Go Ducks! Our second gold star really goes to a couple of people, and it could have been more than a couple of people. We're going to hand out a gold star to Diana Taurasi and to Courtney Vandersloot, because last week we saw a pair of gold star-worthy performances. Let's start with a 39-year-old Diana Taurasi, who scored 37 points on 13 field goals. That's just 13 shots to score 37 points. The GOAT was 8 from 11 from 3, added 6 rebounds, and assists in a dominant Game 2 win. That series is currently... 2-1 to one in favor of Phoenix because of performances like that. In the other semifinal, Chicago Sky guard Courtney Vandersloot broke a WNBA single-game assist record in Game 1 of the semifinals with 18 dimes and a win over the Connecticut Sun. Vandersloot had 12 points and 10 rebounds to round out the triple-double and a 1-1-95 victory in that game. That series is currently 2-1 to one in favor of the Sky. It was almost exactly a week ago, and I was surprised no one, but we should probably also throw John Quill Jones a gold star for her MVP award on the WNBA's regular season. The Connecticut Sun star averaged 19.4 points and 11.2 rebounds this season. Uh, she led the Connecticut Sun to the top regular season record, and she flew to Europe to play in Eurobasket, where she had six double-doubles in six games and led the league in scoring and rebounding in the middle of the WNBA season. Jones received... 48 of the 49 first place votes for the award and no we don't know who that one voter is yet last gold star goes to none other than bo nix bo nix is the quarterback at the center of a viral clip from the auburn and lsu game over the weekend in the clip that went viral Auburn quarterback Bo Nix had one of those early college football play of the year type of plays. Nix was flushed right and then sprinted back to the left all the way to the sideline before eventually stopping, setting, and launching a javelin type throw to Tyler Fromm. Fromm is a tight end and brother of Georgia alum Jake Fromm. He catched the ball in stride for a 25-yard touchdown. But what's hard to articulate without just saying watch the video at this point is how impressive it was to see Nicks evade more than half a dozen tacklers before launching the ball. Props to Bo Nix, Auburn's junior quarterback that feels like he's been there for like nine years and took a few years off of everyone's life on Saturday night. For our detention today, we're going to have one detention and one detention only to Urban Meyer. Now, for the uninitiated, Urban has a number of detentions in the history of FN sports. That said, Urban gets a detention from Saturday for apparently being out and about and having women half his age giving him lap dances again at a public bar. The video briefly surfaced Saturday night from a Twitter account called Uh-Oh Urban before the account was suspended. There have been photographs that made the rounds on the internet to confirm that that was indeed Urban Meyer in the video from Saturday night. And here's the thing, I'm not necessarily giving this detention entirely on the morality of being romantically involved publicly with a woman who appears to be less than half of his age. This is an indictment on Meyer, because Urban Meyer is a married man that has used his close relationship with his family as a reason to stop coaching and get out of sketchy situations as a coach in the past. Some priorities, I guess, do change, but I don't think that one does. Second, the leak surrounding this video is weird. The specific account leaks the video. It was not a Twitter account before, and it's been suspended since. The video and pictures floating around, it's almost like Urban Meyer, who has been reportedly unhappy with the NFL, is inconsolable after every preseason loss, 
tried to do things that weren't allowed in camp like the Oklahoma drill, and has had trouble relating to the players on his team. It's almost like he wants out. I know that's a total conspiracy theory, and that's probably going too far down a deep, dark road. But what if that's the deal? What if this is an intentional leak to get him out of town, to cause too much pressure on Jacksonville to get this 0-4 coach out of Florida? Urban Meyer does see the USC job open and publicly said he's not interested, but we all know not to weigh too heavily the kinds of things that Urban Meyer says publicly, right? All right, so we got a great episode for you today. It was a lot of fun to record with my buddy Kevin. Kevin Wilson is a fantasy writer and baseball podcaster from Belly Up Sports. He is a good time. He is a fellow Texan with teams all over the country. And so it's time to dive right in and hear from our substitute teacher, Kevin Wilson, on the end of the Major League Baseball season and a preview of the playoffs. All right. We are joined here by a very special substitute teacher who's got his Dodgers jersey on, (laughs) Kevin Wilson. How are we doing, Kevin? We're doing great tonight. How about yourself, Mark? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Uh, Kevin writes for a lot of different avenues in Billy at Sports. Uh, he is a big-time fantasy writer, so you go check his stuff out on the fantasy site. Uh, he's on a multiple different fantasy podcasts, kind of just whatever's in season with fantasy podcasts, yeah, honestly. You call me up, I'll show up. So. <laughs> uh, but tonight, or today, I should say, he's here to join us to talk about the Major League Baseball, I'll say in the regular season and playoffs. Again, big Dodger fan, got his jersey on. We'll get to that in a moment. I got to ask, did you have a highlight of the opening of the final weekend of Major League Baseball, Kevin? Uh, well, the highlight is more like a low light to me because I was hoping that the Seattle Mariners, because they have the biggest, longest playoff drought in North America. And I was kind of hoping that they would be able to find their way into it. But then they lost two out of three on the final weekend of the season to the Angels at home. So... It's a big disappointment to me. I, I've been to Seattle. I've been to the Mariners games, and I was I was hoping they'd break that sh- that 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 playoff drought, but they just didn't do it. So it's too bad for them. And they again they won ninety games. Really, they won. Pretty, yeah, they, pretty they strong year. Yeah, it's an outstanding year for Seattle. Unfortunately, the entire AL East, with the exception of Baltimore, won ninety one or more games. So, what are you gonna do? And, and so I mentioned all these teams that were hovering right around 90 or more wins. Uh, seemed like the lot of the American League, right, fit the White Sox at 93. My Astros had 95. Woo! <laughs> right? That, there, everyone, was in, everyone was in the 90s. Talk to us about coming into this final weekend of baseball. What did you think were some of the most intriguing stories and how did they play out? Well, uh, another intriguing story was, you know, the, the Toronto Blue Jays were bashing everybody They've got an offense that's unrivaled in the entire American League, but and it turns out they're a game behind, so they didn't make the playoffs either. As on the final day of the regular season, you had four teams battling it out for two spots. You had Boston, New York, Toronto, Seattle, and that's all. That's unprecedented to have four teams on the last day of the season battling out for a playoff spot. So baseball, I know it's football season and, and everything else, but baseball has held the spotlight for the entire season. So good on baseball because I'm a baseball guy, number one, always have been. So I, I'm, I'm down with this baseball season we just got done having. And that's an exciting thing because there were some some real rivalries. There. Obviously, you had the Yankees and the Sox, but so many teams from the AL East 
the Rays came out on top. Um, yeah. Did you, if I'd have asked you back in July, right, when we're at the midseason mm-hmm. All-Star break, to, I guess not technically mid, but the All-Star breaks the midseason, right? Um, would you have thought that the AL East was going to kind of have this reign supreme over all these spots, or what would you have said was coming? I, I, you know, when we had our baseball show that went on throughout the season, and, and there, there were some people that, that were on there that uh, thought the Yankees were going to sell at, at the trade deadline. And I knew that was, that was ridiculous because the Yankees don't do that, first of all. And uh, second of all, they, they, they just kept on going. They had some seat, you know, part where they were, eh, 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 but they did what they had to do. And so, you know, that pains me because I hate the Yankees just about every fire of my being. But, uh, you know, they were there. And same with Boston. We were predicting that Boston was going to stumble coming down the second half. And they did kind of a little bit. But they got, you know, everything that they needed. And, and, and they got Chris Sale at the right time. He rescued their September. And then uh, their first baseman, Bobby Dahlback, couldn't hit to save his life, but he came alive down a stretch. And so now you've got the old, the, the oldest rivalry, you know, the best rivalry in baseball. You got the Yankees and Red Sox Tuesday night in Fenway park. So I guess we got the best thing that we could possibly have had. <laughs> and Tuesday night in Fenway park. I, could you have drawn something more picture perfect? And this is really in some ways feels like to get into the playoffs, right? A one game playoff right. scenario. It, it's you know it's like you said it's one game anything could happen uh you could you could have your whole season flushed down the drain and that's happened to the yankees in recent recent times thanks to your astros <laughs> and uh some other you know that they've lost they've been in the wild card game a couple of times and and unless they're playing minnesota because they can't lose minnesota but if they're in the, in the wild card game you know the Yankees don't seem to win those. It's funny. The Yankees matchup. I think Houston's the one team that can make the country root for the Yankees. I don't know what it is. It's true. It's really true because you know, I guess there's a lot of less people that hate them back from, you know, when George Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner was running the show, you know, and they were the evil empire. But, uh, you know, as a Dodger fan, you can't like the Yankees. That's just That's just the way it works. Well, and you don't like the Strohs much either. You mentioned no. you're a Dodgers. <laughs> you mentioned you're a Dodgers fan. Uh, they're in the one game playoff on the other side. Yes, they are. The- that's that's something because they won 106 games this year, and so uh, that's the second most in all of baseball. Of course, that means that the Giants, who you know, if you're a Dodger fan, you absolutely love the Giants. There's just no way around that, and uh, you know. F- I got to give my hat off to the Giants because they did everything right from the start of the season until the very end. They they had the pitching, they had the hitting, they had the defense. They've got it all going on, and so that means that the Dodgers now are in a one-game playoff against St. Louis, who, as we all know, you know, went like three weeks without losing, and they come in as hot as anyone. And uh, that's on Wednesday night, and you got Adam Wainwright going to the mound for uh, St. Louis. And I think that you know, I mentioned on my uh, radio show that I do yesterday that I think he might have been around when when the Declaration of Independence got signed. That's how long he's pitched in the in in the majors. But he's seventeen seven three point zero one ERA. So you know he's got it going on in a major way. 
And uh, but the Dodgers are going to send Max Scherzer. There's not a bigger game pitcher alive. So all those out there that aren't baseball fans, get on the fence because there it's going to be a great, great playoff run. So talk to me about as a Dodgers guy, but really as a baseball guy, was the acquisition of Scherzer the move? Scherzer the move of the year was that was that as good it a move as anyone made? The move of the year, and that's what crushed I think San Diego Padres' spirit. Because they were right there at the end of July, when the, when and they thought they were going to get Max Scherzer, and all of a sudden somehow the Dodgers walk out with him, not just him, but Trey Turner as well. And Trey Turner, I just saw today, you know, he's the National League's leading hitter. So you add that to that lineup, the Padres did not, and and they slid off the mountainside to status of the most disappointing team in all of baseball because they didn't even have a winning record this year. You know, honestly, Kevin, if you had told me back in March that two NL West teams would make the playoffs, assuming you're counting the one-game playoff as making it right, I would have thought the Dodgers would be one. Right. But I'm like you. I I would have t- said back in March the other was San Diego. So what's going Absolutely. on in San Francisco what works for them all year? What should we look forward to in the off in the playoffs with them? Well, if you're going to beat the Giants, you're going to have to bring your entire like you know package against them because they you know they they made a big time uh, uh, acquisition of their own with Bryant, putting him at third base and and uh, for a while there because the Giants anytime that 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 Chris Bryant hit a home run, the Giants won, and so uh, he's not going to win the MVP obviously. But he turned around that that well, I can't say turn around because they were in first place when they did that. But he kept them right on the path. You know, he's he hit the ball, and so uh, Friday, if let's whoever wins between the Dodgers and 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 the Cardinals, Friday have to go to to San Francisco, and that's going to be tough to to have to do. For sure, uh, especially because you have to pull out all the stops to win on Wednesday, right? So if all you got to pitch. If yeah, you got to pitch so, multiple starters, that's just the way that goes, you know. Yeah, and, and unfortunately for the Dodgers, you know, Clayton Kershaw went down on Friday, and now he's on the injured list, so he might miss the entire playoffs. Of course, if you don't win Wednesday, then the entire playoffs are over for you. But uh, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, uh, count on him at all now. Do you have? I, I know this is gonna this kind of go live and be pushed right before these games happen. Are you picking the Dodgers as a homer? Are you picking the Dodgers as an analyst? Are you picking the Dodgers because there's something, what, what makes are you, I assume you're going with LA, I guess I should say. Uh, what angle are you taking on when you take LA? Well, when I take LA, I got to do it because I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I, I try to be an impartial, I, you know, I pride myself at doing that, but I've been a fan of theirs since, you know, they went up against the Yankees years and years ago in, in the World Series. And so, uh, you know, it, 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 their problem, even let's say they beat the Cardinals, then they're going to be on the road, for the, you know, for the rest of the playoffs. They're not going to have home field no matter what series they wind up playing. Even if they play, let's say they beat the Giants, they'd still be on the road having to face either Atlanta or Milwaukee. And that, that's just a tough thing to have to do where you don't have the home, but uh, they're the besides the Giants, they're the most complete team in, in all of baseball. I mean, they won 106 games. They have the pitching, they have the hitting, of course, and uh, they got. You know, there were some questions about their bullpen coming down the stretch, but they got that straightened out. So it's going to be some interesting 
games in the next few days to see who even plays the Giants. So I'm, I'm very, very much into it. Agreed. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, – I feel like as a guy that's uh, – I, I don't watch it as close as you do, Kevin. It's been a while since I've seen Atlanta here. Can you tell me what's going on with Atlanta? Well – you know, Atlanta surprised all of us because the three of us that did our, you know, our baseball show down, you know, every week, we thought that Philadelphia was going to win the NL East, and they made the, the the pitching moves that we thought were going to do that. But then Atlanta, because they lost, you know, Acuna, and and he's as good a player as, they, as there is, and uh, but they lost him. And, but then they started making these under-the-radar kind of moves. You know, they got Peterson and, 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 and some other players. You know, they, they restocked their outfield. And all of a sudden, Atlanta's surging up. Of course, if you're, you know, in the NL East, all you had to do was win, what, 88 games? <laughs> I think it wasn't exactly 88 so, games. You know, yeah. It wasn't like you were climbing Mount Everest or anything like that. But they had their season, you know, this past week where they battled Philadelphia and uh, they swept, they swept them right out of the, just get out of my way. And so uh, Atlanta comes in, in, you know, pretty hot as well. They've got uh, on Friday, they're going to have Charlie Morton on the mound. If, you know, I talked about, you know, old, you know, veteran pitchers, he might be around since, you know, Mount Rushmore, you know, was finished. <laughs> and so, but he knows how to pitch. And uh, unfortunately for uh, Milwaukee, you know, you know, my fellow co-host Vince is going to, you know, not be happy with this one. But uh, I think that the special mention has to be made when you have a, a relief pitcher who's punching walls when they're clinching the division championship. And, of course, I'm talking about Devin Williams. And he broke his hand. Now he's out. So, you know, that was one of the more mysterious injuries that I've ever heard of where you're celebrating your, you know, you're usually punching walls because you just gave up a grand slam or, yeah. you know, you're pulled out of the game or something, but he broke his hand <laughs> celebrating their win. So that's a lot. And uh, this the Dodgers just got done sweeping them. I, it didn't mean anything to Milwaukee, but uh, that's going to be an interesting series. I think Atlanta goes in there hot and they've got the advantage except for not having home field. Um, before we push all in on the playoffs here, I, I feel like I know the answer to one of these. Who would you say, because you're a fantasy guy, you know the players inside out, you know more players for the person listening to this home team than they probably know, right? I mean, you know a lot of guys in baseball. Yeah. Who are your league MVPs? I think I know who you'll pick in the American League. Yeah, who, if, you were, if you're a betting man, who are you picking as the MVPs across the league? Well, you know, if, like you mentioned, in the American League, that's a simple, you know, you, you probably have to bet $1,000 to win 100 Because uh, it's going to be Shohei Otani. Because uh, nobody, you know, you have to go back 100 and however many years, way back to when uh, Babe Ruth was doing it, to have a player who dominated on the mound, dominated on – you know, as a hitter. And so uh, he's probably the only pitcher I know of that would stay in the lineup as a hitter, even though he was out of the game as a pitcher. And so uh, when you're talking about fantasy, by far, he is the fantasy league MVP. I wrote about that at, at midseason that he was the fantasy league MVP. And everybody's like, well, gee, you know, 
could you be more obvious about it? Well, you know, you got sometimes you just got to pick what it is. And so it <laughs> yeah. is. So, you know, even though the Angels, I think they lost like 88 games or, you know, it, it's ugly over there because Mike Trout was hurt most of the year. Rendon was one of the more disappointing players that they've signed. And uh, that's an Angels problem right there. They go out and sign these free agents and they crumble under the weight and, and, and you never hear of them again. So, but uh, he is by far my uh, American League MVP. As far as the National League, that's about as open as it can be because going to this final week, you know, we're talking about Bryce Harper as being your MVP. But when they needed him, all he did was strike out all week. So that is not an MVP performance to me. So that 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 puts a big black cloud of, over him. And I, when I say stroke out, he struck out two and three times every game this week. Yeah. So yeah, it hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're the MVP of the league, you cannot be doing that. When your team, you know, you you're it's either win or go home. And they got swept by Atlanta, like I'm saying. But he must have struck out like seven, eight times in that three-game series. And that's continued over the weekend. And so <clears throat> a lot of people talk about the, you know, the fan, you know, shortstop over there in San Diego. Of course, you know who I'm talking about there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but like I said, they lost 82 games. So there is no clear cut to me if winner of the National League MVP award. Is there any way to show love to like on St. Louis? I'm looking, I think the guy would be Paul Goldschmidt, right? It like, because they they at least like you're saying made the playoffs. Are we really about yeah. to have two MVPs that didn't make the playoffs? You know that 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 would be a tough gig to you know. I don't think that's ever happened before in the history of baseball, and so uh, it could certainly happen. You know, Goldschmidt had a great season over there, and uh, you know if we're going to give it to a pitcher, maybe it's Max Scherzer. Because he came over to the Dodgers and had something like a real ridiculous 1.20 ERA or something like that. He was as, as money as money gets. So uh, when we're talking about the Cy Young Award, Max Scherzer is the way to go there. Well, so you're – I like the segue. You're transitioning me into it. You think Scherzer's got the NL Cy Young wrapped up? I think so. Because, uh, you know, he came over there and, like I said, he was something like, – you know, he was like Justin Verlander when uh, he came to the Astros and he was just practically unbeatable coming down the stretch. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers, you know, of course they fell one game short, but they, they put up the wins. They're a great team. And, and, and he, you know, solidified that team and, and the Padres, the Padres never, never recovered when they didn't get him. No, exactly. I, I think that he was an impact player. It's just interesting that he his big impact is like about half the season. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think that's a big move. <laughs> Who would you say is the AL Cy Young before we move on? That That's a great question. Um, but I don't have a, a, a guy that, uh, you know, sticks out so much because you don't even you – know, didn't even have a, like a pitcher that won 20 games. There was only one pitcher in the entire, you know, that 120, and that's uh, Julio Urias of the Dodgers. So uh, that doesn't really help you know, when we're talking about the American League. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see because they're, you know, we could talk about uh, once again Otani. Does he, uh, you know, 
he won what what 10 he had lost since like may <laughs> on the mound so yeah you know he could be you know one of those guys that wins the mvp and you know that's never happened mvp i don't think well maybe justin verlander might have done it back when well, he was on detroit yeah back I'd in the to, day i'd have to, yeah i'd have to look at that because he was the cy young award winner i think he was the mvp as well so you know the, the trophies on Shohei Otani's, you know, in his house, and uh, <laughs> we'll just call it a day. He's gonna walk away with all of them. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I'm looking at, I was looking at stats, trying to get ready for the show. If I'm honest, Kevin, um, Robbie Ray, the Toronto pitcher, is also high on a lot of people's lists. He is. That's another guy though that didn't didn't make the playoffs. This feels like we have a lot of guys that are not yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie Ray was a guy who, uh, you know, he wasn't even forecast to be like the number three guy on, on, on Toronto. And, uh, you know, but he, he, he pitched well, there was a game a couple of starts ago where he just got lit up. And so that didn't help his case. And, uh, so I, we could throw Robbie Ray in there because, uh, I think what was he won one eighteen this year. Yeah. Okay. Just shy. Just high 20. Okay. So yeah. So Robbie Ray, you know, he had a great season. Just about everybody in Toronto had a great season. And, uh, you know, we're talking about MVPs, and we, we haven't even mentioned Guerrero. And, uh, you know, that guy had a great season. 40 home runs. He, you know, he was in the top five in, in, in batting average, home runs, RBIs, slugging, everything you could mention, except where Otani, you know, also comes out is because he had stolen bases. <laughs> He was in the top 10 in the American League in stolen bases as well. So anything you can mention, Otani did it. I, I also think like even if, if Guerrero and Otani were exactly even as batters, Otani pitches. Like they're just <laughs> right. And you know, it, it, and it's kind of interesting too, because you look at Vladimir Guerrero and that guy is huge. And then you look at Otani and he's, you know, I don't want to say he's slender, you know, slender or whatever but he's got you know kind of like the swimmers build going on and so the two of them couldn't possibly be this you know any more uh you know different in their approach of course one's a right hand hitter one's a left hand hitter and so uh but you know when, when otani he had, his he has a beautiful swing up there and he, he could hit the pitches up around his eyeballs and you know that's that's something that vladimir guerrero senior used to do <laughs> You know, he, he could hit the ball, you know, bounce in front of the plate or whatever. But uh, Otani can do that. I've seen him do it where the pitch was up in his eyes and he hit it to the moon. Well, and it just makes him a unique. Maybe he walks home with all the awards. It's just it's just interesting that we're going to have this season where the playoff teams are just teams and the best players may be at home watching. Talk me through the American League side of the playoff bracket and then we'll get to your beloved National League side. Okay. Um, how do you see this shaking out? Tampa Bay gets to host whoever wins a wild card playing game between Boston and New York. The other okay. side, you've got the Shy Sox and my Houston Astros. Um, Tampa Bay and Houston in that little abbreviated season they played last year did play in the ALCS. Right. Um, and so there's some bad blood there. Uh, everyone's got bad blood with New York. Everyone's got bad blood with Boston. How do you see this whole thing shaking out? Well, uh, Boston is playing in Fenway Park, and uh, I think that gives them an advantage, but not too much because the Yankees play there eight, 
what, nine times a year, eight, nine yeah. times a year. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, if, if it was, you know, Seattle going in there, maybe, you know, Boston would have a huge advantage because Seattle's going to, but that's not the case. So whoever wins that game gets, you know, gets to play Tampa, who for the first time in their franchise history won 100 games this year. So to me, they're the clear best team. I said that, you know, back in back in July, and everybody's like, "Oh no, they're not the best team." Blah blah blah. But they were. The only thing that that Tampa does is that they strike out a lot. But uh, they can they you know when they don't strike out, they can hit the ball. Uh, Brandon Lau, who's a guy who I was really 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 down on, hit three home runs yesterday. <laughs> They, they've got the they got the pitching, they've got the hitting, they got the bullpen, and so I think that uh, we might see seeing Tampa in the World Series again this year, and it, it's amazing because they got like you know eighteen people that go to their home game, so that <laughs> <laughs> that's a little you know understated, but still they've got the smallest payroll. One of them, you know, Oakland's another team that's like that, but yet they find ways to win. And uh, some of these other, you know, like Baltimore has been terrible, you know, mm-hmm. since I think Carter was in, in the White House. <laughs> and so, but they can't ever figure out how to win. And so, but Tampa does it. And so uh, they're, they're a complete team. And uh, the Chicago White Sox, they're just lucky they are in the AL Central. Because they <laughs> won nine, you know, I'm serious, because they won 93 games, which... You know, and they were like, what, 13 games clear because no one else in their division had a winning record. So, you know, they've been pretty much on, on you know, easy street for about three months now. But now for reference, Houston. for reference in the AL East, you had the Blue Jays win 91 games and not make it right. Like not right. like that's how close this could have been otherwise. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, Houston, if, if Tampa is not the best team, Houston is. Uh, and because they had they had Oakland that they had to fend off earlier in the season, and Oakland faded, and they're in the conversation for most disappointing teams. But then you had Seattle that put the pressure on them for for a bit, and so uh, you know you're talking about veteran teams, you know that they've got the veterans, Correa, you know you know everybody else over there, and so I think Houston is, is going to take care of the White Sox. They were in the playoffs last year, but they're a young team over there. So, you know, Tony La Russa, you know, he's been around since dinosaurs roamed the earth, but he's, <laughs> but he's not, you know, he's not playing. So I, I think, I think that it's going to be Tampa. And I think it's going to be Houston in the AL while, you know, you know, championship series for the second year in a row. Well, and it sounded like earlier you were picking Tampa in that series. Um, and so we'll get to the other side of the bracket now, right? The other okay. side of the bracket, you've got. We've mentioned that LA plays uh, St. Louis, and the pl- I want I want keep wanting to say play in game like it's the NCAA tournament, but it's really the wild card game. It is one game playoff though, so I think that's why it feels like the NCAA tournament. Um, that winner of that game heads to San Francisco. We've said that a couple times. On the other side of the bracket, you've got Atlanta heading to Milwaukee. Obviously, winners play each other in the NLCS. How do you see the National League shaking out? I know your Dodgers are in a rough spot. It's a pretty uphill climb for the Doyers. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be 
even if they beat the Cardinals, and they've got uh, the Giants next up, and those teams played, uh, you know, you know, because division opponents play each other. Was it seventeen times a season? And it was Giants nine, Dodgers eight, and that's yeah. about as close as close can be. So I think that's going to be, you know, if, if it is, even if it's the Cardinals, let's just say, because the Cardinals are hot, as hot as anybody could possibly be. I think that is, even though the Giants won 107 games, that's a five-game series that's getting ready to come down the highway right there. And then over, you got Atlanta, you got Milwaukee. It depends on what Milwaukee team shows up over there. It's, uh, you know, they've got a great home uh, advantage. I've actually been to a Milwaukee Brewers home game, and uh, their fans are, are tremendous. But uh, I think Atlanta comes in there. They're, they're, they're the better team right now. And like I said, my, my co-host on, on, on our baseball show, Vince, is not going to like that. And uh, But Milwaukee has the home field advantage. That's their main advantage. Plus, they got Josh Hader in their bullpen. Nobody's better than him in the ninth inning, but you got to get there first. Right. And so uh, I think I think that could be another five-game series going on right there. And uh, uh, unfortunately for Vince, I see Atlanta taking down Milwaukee. And then Atlanta plays. It sounds like you're kind of undecided on necessarily who comes out of the San Fran, L.A., St. Louis bubble over there. Um, well, you know, yeah, as a Dodger fan, I want to <laughs> say Dodgers. And uh, I definitely don't want to say Giants because that, you know, right, you know, the heart starts to say, what are you doing over here? (laughs) And so, uh, but you're going to, somebody's going to have to beat the Giants, you know? And so if it's Giants in Atlanta, I would not be the least bit surprised. And then uh, if that's the case, I think the Giants take down Atlanta or Milwaukee easier than who they had to play in the season, you know, the series before that. And so uh, it wouldn't be surprised me if Giants are in the World Series. So part of the indecisiveness on that triumvirate with San Fran, L.A., and St. Louis is that you think whoever wins out of those three is the team that wins the National League, right? Like that's that's the competition up there. Correct. Those are the three best teams. Because you know, Milwaukee was was in the running for that, and because uh, they went up to the you know a couple weeks ago, they went into San Francisco and beat them three out of four. But then um, I don't know what happened after that. They might have taken the foot off the gas. I don't know. But like I said, Devin Williams to me is is because he was eight and two coming out of the bullpen. That's a huge loss to them. And uh, you know, if I'm Milwaukee, there's no way I give that dude another cent. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> You're punching the wall. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I it was I a football at all. It, it was football, not baseball. But I had a coach one time tell me that nothing good comes out of punching someone with a helmet on. I can't imagine anything comes got no. good about punching a wall either, right? Like <laughs> no, no, no. Especially when you're celebrating, you know. It, like I said, I can kind of understand it. You're frustrated because you just, you know, got pulled out of a game, and because yeah. you just gave up the big hit or whatever, and and or you know, in the World Series last year when uh, it was game six and the Manners came out there for Tampa and pulled him out of the game, even though he was winning, had struck out everybody on the Dodgers. And I could kind of understand him being upset and maybe doing stuff like that. But that's not what happened. You're over there going, <laughs> yeah, we won a division. And it, bam. Oh, crap. I, my hands broke. <laughs> that, that, that's one of the silliest, stupidest things I have ever heard. 
in all my years and in, in, in you know talking about sports and you know covering sports and stuff that, that just that's just unfathomable <laughs> well so you're saying that it wasn't even like they won the world series and he broke his hand <laughs> right. you know like so, they got they won the right to play more games you gotta go play <laughs> so you know like i said you know vince vince stovall he's a big you know brewers fan and you know i'm you know, you know, he was on the show with me all season long. I know that's what he's go there, you know, go Brewers, but no. So I'm still not sure if we picked a winner out of San Francisco, St. Louis, but the I'm winner of go, that. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with the Giants. Oh, wait, so we'll say the to. Giants. I don't want to. I Every could tell you were hesitant. Screaming, don't do it. But I think it's going to be the Giants. Then it's going to come down to Houston and, and Tampa. And, uh, that could go either way. That's the, the, that could be a seven game series and, and for the ALCS. And, and I think that, that Tampa just got everything that's going on. And so I'm going to say giants versus Tampa in the world series. One. Well, and frankly, I like my Astros a lot. I will say we don't do have too. the, we I don't like have the, too. we don't have the depth of pitching. We used to have, um, we, we've had a pretty good, you know, a little more than a half decade. Now we don't have the depth of pitching. We had a couple years ago. I mean, it just, Things come and go. Um, you got San Fran and Tampa. Let's say that's what the matchup is. What do you see that going? You know, quick five game series for San Fran. Do you see that going seven? Tampa. How do you see that shaking out? I'm gonna say that because uh, Tampa has been the, in the World Series, but they never won one. So I think this is a year that Tampa, because they won 100 games themselves, so they're a complete baseball team. I think. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win the World Series. I'm going to say Tampa Bay in six. Tampa in six. Interesting because I think of San Francisco as like that stretch where they were in the World Series every other year, but that has been a long time ago now. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, you know, since it was so long ago, I don't know if, it, you know, because they won in, in even year. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because 2011, that was uh, the Cardinals. Correct. One. So yeah, so this is not an even year. So I'm I'm gonna say it, it, it's not, you know, it's not the Giants' year. The trend carries over, even if like none of the players are the same. The trend carries. That's right. Over. That's right. So the Cosmos has you know decided. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, Tampa Bay is beating San Francisco because it is an odd year. <laughs> Kevin, where can people find you? What are you producing these days? Always fantasy, always baseball, lots of podcasts. And where can people find you? Well, you can find me at Twitter at uh, Kevin62WILSEA. That comes from uh, my uh, – because I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm also a Seattle Seahawks fan in football. So, SEA comes from there. I think that's kind of cool. I'm going to – we'll see what's going on out there. And, <laughs> and in fact, you know, on uh, there, there's a site called ColorCast. And uh, Saturday mornings, I have the uh, Wilson Weekend Sports Review and uh, at 10 a.m., and I go out there and I review what's going on during, you know, the weekend, the big events, what to look forward to. And since it's a sports show, it's not all about football. It's not all about basketball or baseball. It's what's going on that's big that weekend. And since I'm the host, I decide what's big. So, <laughs> but uh, I've always been saying, hey, if you think something's big, get on the show and, and comment on it. And uh, that's that's on the uh, Apple uh you have to have Apple to be able to get ColorCast right now. Hopefully, they'll expand that a little bit. But uh, So I'm on that. And, uh, of course, I, I write an article every week for the uh, Belly Up 
fantasy side of things. And uh, usually uh, I, I write an article about uh, free agent pickups. Uh, I did an article last week about start sit for Thursday night football, which I pretty much, I nailed it, except for I said, leave the Cincinnati Bengals tied in on the bench and he wanted to get two touchdowns. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you know, don't measure up a hundred percent. Maybe it's at 90. So, and as a gambler, the deal is just to make sure you're staying in the green, right? Just got to stay That's in the absolutely green. Absolutely Right. You know, just stay, <laughs> you know, stay, you know, above board, you know, make sure you don't, you know, go and 10 feet under or anything like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you out so that you don't do that. <laughs> and that's the Wilson, the yeah, Wilson weekend sports review on ColorCast. Uh, yeah. That's 10 a.m. Eastern, Central, 10 a.m. Central on Saturdays. Weekly fantasy content coming out Monday, Tuesday ish on the yeah, fantasy site. Usually the uh, the article for of uh, uh, you know the the waiver pickups, you know, because you got the Monday night game, and so I make sure it gets out on Tuesday because waivers actually you know clear on Wednesday. And so, uh, you know, an article about waivers any other day other than Monday or Tuesday is 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 a waste. So I make sure it gets out there uh, as soon as I can get it on a, on a wire by Tuesday so people can actually go out and figure out who they need to pick up. So so start your week with Wilson's waiver wire. How many W's can we get in this thing? That's right. <laughs> WWW. <laughs> and for all of this stuff, Kevin's really good about sharing all of it on his Twitter. You can find him at Absolutely. So, Kevin. You know, if- it's yeah, Kevin six two Will C W I L S E A on Twitter, and so like I'm saying, if, if I'm not a, I'm not a tennis guy, I'm not a soccer guy, I'm not you know, you know anything like that. So if if, if or UFC, so if if there's a big event that's going on and any of that, you know, let me know what it is, and uh, <laughs> so I can look into it, and then we'll discuss. And that's one of the things I always say when I put out a. Tw- uh, uh, a story or whatever. Hey, you know, if you got a comment, let me know what it is and we'll discuss. So I'm always looking for inputs. For sure. For sure. So make sure you go find him on Twitter, find out all the stuff. He's funny. It's always a fun time with Kevin. Kevin, how many, it was like back when Mount Mushmore was built back when declaration, it was independence was like, how many of those things you got in the back pocket there, man? It's always you know, I've a, got a few time. of those, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I keep that right back there so I can pull it out when needed. <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today kev okay parker so the thesis statement for this commercial is james harden has the best beard in sports what do you think about that thesis statement oh i give it an a you know as a houston guy we we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him dallas keiko lots of big beards in the houston area what do you think about the thesis so i'm a jets fan and i absolutely love the beard that ryan fitzpatrick has so maybe i would give ryan fitzpatrick the nod over james harden but you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle, the beard struggle. They make oils, they make bombs. They even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your bombs, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow 
or you have a luscious mane already, the Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle, feast your face. Friends, that is another edition of FN Sports. Do you feel like you're ready for the baseball playoffs? Do you feel like you understand what happened this season if you are maybe watching the Olympics or the WNBA or the tennis or the golf or all the other things going on? Do you feel like you're ready for baseball? If you missed the Hoops Talk, you're in luck. We have another episode of the Midweek Midrange this Wednesday. Find us on YouTube or on Instagram and Twitter at Midweek Midrange. That's a basketball show that comes out every Wednesday night at 9 or 9.30 Eastern Time on YouTube and Twitter. Be sure to find us again on YouTube or on Twitter and Instagram at Midweek Midrange. As for me, my personal stuff, which includes podcasting, writing, general nonsense, mostly L's on sneakers, lots of rockets talk, the occasional crazy tweet about whatever's going on in Saturdays on college football, and occasionally a Ted Lasso summary or two. All of that can be found at Painsworth512 on Twitter and Instagram. That's at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. This show also has a Twitter and an Instagram. On Twitter, we are at FNSports2. That's at F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S, number two, all one word. On Instagram, we're at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports. And we have merch. Use the links in our bio to find your way to the merch store. Yes, we have a number of different t-shirts and a coffee mug. We have a student design t-shirt, a couple of classics, and the one I have on as I sit here recording this is a a special breast cancer awareness t-shirt that says flunk cancer and it's available in two different shades of pink. The proceeds of both of those shirts will be headed to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And I'm telling you, as I'm sitting here recording this in my flunk cancer t-shirt, it fits great, looks great, feels great. And the flunk cancer campaign supports the show and a great cause. Be sure to grab a shirt or four and a mug and be sure to let people know that you are not one to flunk with. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the wonderful things that help out the podcast. And whatever you do, please remember, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.